Fellows, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. Heroes, this week we're bringing you the conclusion of our traveling home. And I'm happy to report that as of this recording, it's at $11,487 on Kickstarter, which means it has officially funded. And that means not only will you definitely get the game, but we're looking forward to stretch goals. The next one coming up is a full-color interior, and for a game that is this delightfully romantic and this delightfully gay, I definitely think it needs some colors that pop. So if you've enjoyed this journey with us, I encourage you to head out to Kickstarter, search for Our Traveling Home, or click on one of the links in our show notes to go over and support the project today. This is one of those games that it is very easy to give a hearty recommendation for. And with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. a long moment of silence where you only hear the occasional cracking of whatever wood and trees remain that grow in the water slash bog and the gurgling of the viscous liquid that surrounds us. And then finally there is a shaky breath from Lament. I came here because somebody felt something for me. I have never, never truly had anybody care for me. And they let that statement sit in the humid air for a moment until Sorel. They changed me in a way that I never considered capable. This whole time, I have expressed my resentment, my misery, my demands, but none of those were met. Not even my misery, not even an ounce of it. And I tried, oh, I tried. And then one day, my eyes flickered open and the milky film that had always covered it somehow seemed lighter and it was like I could see the faces of those around me and I could see actual joy actual contentment true satisfaction and I have never witnessed that I have only heard the tones of your voice when you're sad and when you cry or smelled your tears, but joy, that was something else. And that was when I changed. Shine. You should, you should go away. You should take all of them with you. Go as far as you can away. I, I, I can buy time. I don't have what you found. I can't find it, but I have power. I have more power than than I've even thought to think about. Go, go, go away. Take everyone away as soon as they get back. You have more than power, Shine. You have us. No, 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 no. There's no reason that anyone should ever have to pay for my mistakes. That's been the whole problem. I thought it was going to save the world. And I stopped it from ending. But that still didn't save it. I haven't saved anything. You have saved so much. Look at me. Look at what I'm wearing. You have saved all of us. Let us do our kindness in return. Let us help you.
Yeah. And I think like it kind of looks up and you got this outfit that is in like these cool earth tones that like you always, you know, you, you kept saying no to all the outfits because he kept bringing couture gowns. <laughs> <laughs> but but here it is like a very understated but but nice looking thing. Fashionable but sensible. Mm-hmm. You know, to to your tastes and to to please you and not please him. Uh, I think at that he's overwhelmed and he whirls around and it's late. The, the, the baskets are being passed out and he, he grabs his kind of glumly and without really taking time to talk to anyone. I think he'll look at Sorel, contemplate saying things and still feel inadequate and then go to his room and just stare at the ceiling until Azrenel offers to read a story. Yeah, Azrenel just kind of being part of the house, walks through the wall, having observed your behavior all day, grabs one of your favorite books from the shelves without even looking, sits on the chair next to your bed and begins reading. Yeah, it's got to be a story that has a different meaning now that I know everything that has happened to you and everything that has happened to me and everything that has happened to everyone. Just like a fairy tale about making a mistake and doing what you can. Yep. So Sable is our last person. Who do you want to have a scene with? I think, you know, the baskets get passed out and everybody kind of has this communal moment except for Shine, who retreats to his room. And I think Sable watches him go and worries about it, but knows that, you know, in previous moments of Shine's frustration or disappointment, that there's not a whole lot Sable actually does that feels helpful in that regard. So Sable just continues to do the things that she knows are helpful. which is helping Sorel take care of the house and take care of everyone else. And um, it's a it's a nice evening. And then I think Sable lies awake at that night until she can't anymore. And she calls out to Azrenel to check on them or to summon them to come check on her. And I think she is kind of wrapped in a blanket sitting on her bed and says that she uh, has been reading about how the earth works, right? Like the earth science and like magma and tectonic plates and like currents and in the water, in the air and all of this stuff, right? And she says that she overheard how people have been saying that the world could end and Azrenal is the world. And so... While wrapped in this blanket, Sable says, I don't want the world to end. I want you to stay. Dear girl, nothing's getting rid of me. But the connection between you and Shine is dangerous. But it's strong. He has saved me, and I will do my best to save him. I just want us all to stay here. I know. I feel like we finally figured it out. I feel like everybody finally found something that they were missing. I just... I don't know what... I don't know what else I can do to help. I don't think you need to. Just keep doing your best. Being there for everyone. That's all you can do right now. And sometimes that's enough. 
Is Shine gonna be okay? I don't know. Is Sorel gonna be okay? I don't know. Is Lament gonna be okay? Lament lives through everything. Lament will be just fine. <laughs> Am I gonna be okay? All of us care about you so much, there's nothing that could harm a hair on your head. We did do a really good job protecting the house. It looks amazing. It does. <laughs> okay. I think that's a great place to leave it. Mm-hmm. That rules. All right. So we are going to skip past I learns. Please do keep track of if you hit any marks in that scene because the number of total marks we will have at the end is still important. But we're skipping on to how it ends. So the moment we've been dreading arrives. The enemy makes a direct attack against the home. It's time to fight to protect what you love at any cost. So this game is for everyone. If anyone has not used their starred mark for Act 2, they will need to incorporate it into this round of scenes. Basically, how things turn out at the end will be determined by how many marks we've hit. So there's going to be two rounds of scenes in which players will select a prompt, and then you will roll just to determine how the thing you're trying to do turns out. Same as before, you can add up to plus three for any of your Act 2 marks. That does put most of us at a severe disadvantage. However, if you hit a mark during your action, you you get to immediately take that plus one. So the wizard has two fixed prompts. So they go first in every round. In round one, they will defend the home from direct assault. And in round two, they're going to surrender their humanity for the power to protect the family. And then everyone else will be choosing to either foolishly leap into danger, scramble to deal with serious damage to the home, keep the family from panicking at a crucial moment, repel an attack by the enemy's henchmen, meddle with forces beyond their understanding, or inspire someone to be their best self. If you choose a prompt and you know exactly how it would go according to the fiction that's already been established, feel free to just say how that goes. Otherwise, there's questions for each prompt on the next page. I think first we need to throw it over to our Hexarch to just kind of briefly describe how she rolls up onto our doorstep. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to decide what the Hexarch's army looks like, how modern it is. We I know at least that guns exist. Guns exist. Would it be okay if I asked everyone to tell me one thing that exists within the army that she brings? Yeah. Airships. Mm -hmm. There's a cavalry, but they're not like living horses. They're like mechanical for things that they can direct and pilot. Mecha cavalry. Great. Yes. Lightning golems. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, what we yeah, want to yeah, fight, yeah. right? Like you do. Great. Uh-huh. I'm just here to help us. <laughs> Drab and uninspired uniforms. <laughs> Horrible. Insulting. Horrible. They're on our lawn. It's not just gray. It's like that baby puke brown. Oh, yes. Ugh. I think the Hexarch actually like changed the color of all the uniforms just to insult you. <laughs> yep. We actively dyed all of them. They were black, but we bleached them so that they looked like they were falling apart and then like soaked them in mud and tea. God, what what would make it a little in, in turmeric? Yep. Yep. Mm. That'd do it. Perfect. Yep. Great. Fantastic. All right. We start things off with the wizard defends the home from direct assault. It comes under direct attack. So describe how you use your power to repel the first wave of assault. Then declare your love for the curse before charging back into danger. Great. Here's what the first assault looks like. Airships rumble in the distance. And as they grow close and you can view them over the horizon of the trees... They begin to drop mecha horses, and you hear the ro a, like a peal of thunder as they hit the ground, and their hooves stomp, and it begins to feel like an earthquake. Um, from the the chest of the mecha horses, they they bend down and open up like a Trojan horse, and the golems mm -hmm. start to clomp mm -hmm. out, filling the area. And because the horses are metal. 
the lightning bounces between all of them. So mm-hmm. now there's a giant lightning fence walking towards you. You all made this, and I'm a monster. This is literally metal. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, behind the lightning fence are the ground troops. The actual human beings are behind the safety of the lightning, and they are they have their, their guns at the ready. So, oh, and they're shitty baby puke yellow uniforms. Good luck. So there's the rumbling in the ground, right? And it jostles the house a little bit. So the wizard gets up, shine, goes out kind of on a on a porch, and he's in a bathrobe. It is a really extremely elegant, fluffy as hell pink bathrobe. And he squints out at this massive army and then calls back into the house. Did anyone order an army? What are they wearing? What aren't they wearing? I don't think so. We didn't ask for an army. Deliver to another earth ball. (laughs) When they keep advancing, he sighs. It's really happening. And he holds up a hand and creates a like magnetic wall that as electricity starts to touch it, it dissipates. So like the golems that, that move first, like sort of sizzle and pop and fizzle. And then slowly as like airships and mechanical horses start to get near it, like they are slowly pushed back. But the more and more things that push on this wall, the more power it requires for the wizard to hold it back. And he can feel the black hole starting to grow. And he knows that he doesn't have time to do things the way that he would prefer to do them. So he turns back inside the house and when it is early, when it is like at the earliest before Sorel is ready to encounter the day, what is Sorel doing? I think Sorel's making a cup of tea. Then Shine is at your side, looking frazzled. There's the gravitational lensing is like starting to flicker, but mm-hmm. but Shine is like clearly working very hard to hold it in. And Shine reaches into a pocket that's in this robe and pulls out a drawstring velvet bag and hands it over to you. What is Open it. Open it, please. Okay. Uh, and they kind of fumble it open and pour it on their, whatever, the contents onto their hand. It's just like sparkly dust. It's not thousands of little things. It's one imperfect thing. It's everything that I want to say and everything I want to do that I don't have time for. But I promise you will have time. You and Sable and Lament. Shine your Azrael. Shine your You will all have time. Shine, you're scaring me. What are you saying? I love you. And with that, like, the lensing flares, and he 
uh, there's a crack of power and the wall behind him falls away and he rises into the air above the, the field of combat and like starts letting loose. But in all that letting loose, the thing that is not immediately apparent, like th there is this violent display of power, but he's taking great pains not to hurt any people if he can. Yep. Go, go ahead and roll. All right. So... I do think I get a plus three because I hit three marks in those one and a half scenes, baby. And I am so glad that I did that because I got a seven instead of a, instead of a four. Oh, man. Okay. If I can suggest, it's all super dramatic, but I think the Hexarch just like pulls a Captain Marvel, just like levitates up from behind the line of advancing lightning fence and is like throwing lightning at you. Mm -hmm. So you're doing some of it, but you're like having to divert some of your attention to like yeah. deflect this lightning that she's throwing at you. Absolutely. That that rules. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think that's the way to do it. Awesome. So on to everyone else. I mean, Lament is always content to meddle in forces that are beyond their understanding, especially bolstered with this new sense of self. I think they're... Their failing is that they grab just a handful of books from Shine's library. And these were books that Sable had distinctly said, never touch these. <laughs> these are off limits. So that makes them all the more curious. And Lament, I think they would open those books and either use them as weapons or read some of the forbidden text upon them and just see what the consequences are. Oh, uh, probably out from like a window on the very top. That's awesome. You know, leaning out with their long arms. I I love it. I think I only have one thing to add from last scene. Yeah. That still makes an 11, Whoa. though. Whoa. Hey. Heck yeah. Holy heck. Holy heck. You do exactly what you intend. My intention was to meddle with forces beyond my understanding, so I do. <laughs> What could that mean? Do I just summon demons no. and shadows out of these books that <laughs> can contest it. against these lightning creatures? Those that remain and fight those forces of humans in their poorly dressed attire? Yeah, I I love it. I think the shadows that the soldiers are casting just rise up off the ground and start swallowing lightning bolts. Perfect. Battlefield's starting to look gruesome. That's completely dope. We've got Shine up in the sky, kind of sky dueling the Hexarch, which is fine and normal. And mm -hmm. Lament is leaning out a window, summoning shadow demons, which is also extremely fine and normal. And Sorol is like, what do I do? And that's when a lightning bolt, like hits a weak spot in the outer defenses and basically like blows a hole in the wall in like the equivalent of the kitchen window basically like right next to where they're standing here's the thing about living in a weird magical home i feel like the wizard kind of gave the equivalent of like <laughs> the workplace safety presentation to saral about like here's here's some things that could happen and here's what to do if those things happen. And like one of those things you said was almost close to it. There's this like bucket of glowy dust in a, in a broom closet nearby. That's, you know, and, and Sorol is going to be like, uh, maybe that can make there not be a big hole. So this might be disastrous, though, because I've only hit one mark so far. So we're going to see how this <laughs> goes as I throw this bucket of enchanted dust. Okay, that 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 could have gone a lot worse. Uh, so that that's an eight. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Okay. So it mostly works, but, you know, maybe causes some small additional problems. Anyone have any suggestions for 
what could be the result. I mean, I love the destruction to our wonderful abode. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Explosive, just like conflagrations, some fires, things that we typically have a harder time controlling. It could also be that you pulled the wrong bucket of glowy dust mm. from a closet. It's the other bucket of glowy dust in a different closet that you were supposed to grab. And this one now is magnifying the problem a little bit. Or, Not a lot, but like a little well, bit. Maybe magnifying it, it in the proper way. <laughs> does it Does it replace the wall and like put the wrong type of wall up or something? Like... It, it it's like a it's like hole, a casual but... like garden trellis wall with like big gaping <laughs> holes in it instead of oh wait wait like a solid wall I I'm gonna I'm gonna do that but one better it is okay. a full on stained glass window Hell oh yeah. yes yeah. It's beautiful though stunning it's so stunning it's also completely glass yep yeah yeah so <laughs> it's gorgeous though and it's still pretty. Like it's keeping the wind out. Shine would be so pleased. <laughs> Thrilled even. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. All right. So that leaves Sable and Azrael. I think that Sable is also scrambling to address structural integrity issues with the outer shell of the house in a different part of the house, like the other end of the house, basically. And I think Sable goes to do something similar where she runs to get the proper magical supplies to reinforce things, you know, berating herself for falling for the lure of aesthetic instead of the structural integrity that should have been there for a shell that, that was supposed to protect us. Um, <laughs> curse my eye for, for, for beauty that I've been trained to have. Oh, he's made me too brilliant. Oh, I'm so good. <laughs> yeah. And I think with that being part of the mentality that she's in to, to try to rescue this other wing of the house from collapsing, that when she like heals it with the supplies from the supply closet, naturally, that it is like so beautiful that it catches the eye of the hex art and you see her see this wing of the house go up, mm -hmm. like in The Sims, when you suddenly cash in yes. and like it goes boing uh -huh. and like it's like catches the light and it's beautiful and glimmering and shining and like marble and stunning and beautiful. And you see the hex arch see it and like eyes narrow and then you turn and you see it and you're like, oh, oh yes, it's so good. <laughs> like, so I, I I'm. I think because that's where Sable's mentality is that she's trying to fix the house, but she's also trying to make sure that Shine knows that it's going to be better. Oh. We're, we're not just falling apart. We are rebuilding and it, it, it is going to be so beautiful when we are, we all get through this. It's going to be fine. We're doing great. Yes. So I'm taking care of him yes. at the same time. Roll it. That's exactly the lesson he needs to learn. It's a, it's a beautiful, inspired design choice that you would never have put together, but that Sable has put together in a moment of crisis. Oh my God, that's Allie, that's so perfect. <laughs> oh. And there's this big cinematic moment where the hex arch sees it, and then you see it, and then there's this, like, Sable is like, ah! like lifting this marble column out of out of nothing and then she's like that's so much better and then she keeps going mm -hmm. and like does the whole thing so okay i guess i have to roll now yes <laughs> okay so i'm rolling 2d6 mm -hmm. and i'm adding my act two marks yes oh, great how many marks did you have two that's Hey, seven. that's a seven. That's good enough. I think what you already said of it, yeah, it immediately catches the Hexarch's attention is perfect. That's a that's a good minor complication. Yeah. Sweet. But it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Stunning. So, Asrenel, uh, you're going to close out the round and then we're back to shine. Yeah, I think up to this point, Asrenel's effort has been focused entirely on the house pretty much for the for the duration of, you know, the last century. They are going to overextend themselves to lift a wall out of the ground, push it over and try to stop some of the ground forces. So just a big like pin pin them to the ground. Try not to like kill the people, but mm -hmm. I mean, shit happens. 
Um, I mean, are the golems people? That's negligible, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a giant earth demon. I'm gonna lift the earth, and I'm gonna try to crush some fools to save my family. I mean, you know, they're lightning. Like you do. They don't. Lightning doesn't count. How many um, marks did you have, Mel? From three. So, it, well, from round two, do, in in doing that, it puts me up to three. Yes. So I've got a seven as well. Oh, wow. um, hey, hey, I'll take it. We're all um, skirt. There were three sevens rolled over here. Yeah, we're all. We're all the kind of game this just is. Barely made it. Limit. I think that the the minor complication is that and like building this wall, not getting it over, and managing to at least slow down or stop some of these troops to assist our wizard. It's caused Azrael to grow weak. So structurally speaking, I think the house sags a little bit mm-hmm. as they retreat back into themselves. Yeah. Hey, heroes, it's James, your game master, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, the only thing I got to say this week is thank you so much to everyone who supports us on Patreon. We're able to hire editor Tracy Barnett thanks to our Patreon backers, and their work on this series has been incredible. I am so grateful for the opportunity to work with such talented people, and part of what makes that possible is your support. A huge thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon already, and everyone who's going to support us in the future. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's get back to the show. Awesome. Back to shine. Okay. Top of round two. So surrender your humanity for the power to protect the family. Your power is great, but you're still only one person and you can't hold back if you're going to protect the family. What happens that forces you to surrender your humanity and fully transform into your demonic form? Who do you think of as you make the decision to transform? Describe it and how you use your power to protect the home. The lesson that I learned from Sable in that moment was exactly the lesson that I needed to unleash myself and possibly do some harm in this situation. And it is that we can make it better. If something breaks, something's hurt, we can put in the work and we can build it better than it used to be. So even if I'm gone, the world can heal itself to be better. With that knowledge, I think, I think about the one thing that I know, that I know more than anything else because I put so much work into knowing it. And I was finally able to say it, even if I didn't say it as elegantly and as perfectly as I wanted to in the moment. I took all of those feelings and I pushed them together (laughs) and I broke them. But the important thing isn't that they perfectly expressed what I know and how I feel. It's that all of those feelings belong to Sorel. And that thing that I know, that thing that I've worked so hard to learn, is that I love them. And with that, the black hole consumes him entirely. I think everything starts drawing itself into this singularity. Everything on the battlefield, but really just everything facing in one direction. Like, I think the gravity is not rocketing towards the singularity on the side of the home so it's just this entire battlefield and like mountains and clods of earth and 
everything kind of being drawn into the space and, and getting compressed. And I kind of think that this compression is kind of mirroring the compression that happened when he took all of his feelings and he and he put them together. So there's also a way that this won't result in a black hole that consumes the entire world. That it will hit a point where it just falls apart. That sounds terrifying. Mm-hmm. P- please, please roll. I want you to create a diamond jail for the Hexarch. <laughs> I just rolled a 11, and that's not adding any of my stuff, so that's a success. Woo! Hey. Holy shit. You do the thing. I know exactly what I would like to do, but I would like to do it either last or next to last. Radical. Yeah. Okay, I have something. I think Sable does this healing on this other side of the house and then feels that sag happen after Azrenel's last move and goes running to find them and sees all of the telltale signs that like the integrity is still pretty effed and it's not getting better. It might look better, but it's not actually getting better inside and that Azrenel is weakened and staggered by this, this assault. And I think Sable has a moment of what do I do And then she runs and she gets the quilt. She runs through the house, shaking and dust falling and stuff coming off the walls and furniture toppling and runs through the house to find where Azrenel has like retreated for safety and runs in and flings the door open. And she's like, it's okay, it's okay, I'm here, I'm here. And she runs in and she throws the quilt around Azrenel and like climbs into it with them and they hold the blanket over their heads like little kids during a thunderstorm and Sable just like hangs on to them and the quilt is magic and it's going to be great and fine and it's going to help us in some way because why would we make a quilt that wasn't magic? Of course it's magic. Right? That's the... First thing I taught you about quilts. They're magic. We're going to make a quilt that's magic because why does anyone make a quilt that's not magic? It just seems like a lot of work for no payoff. Right? So where's the prestige? <laughs> so they pull the, the, the quilt over and wrap it around them and they grab on and then like from the outside there's like this shimmer of opalescent like mm-hmm. firelight that dances over the threads in the quilt. And that's I like to see that. Yeah, that's a 10, and then plus two the is 12. So it does, I do the thing. I I save Azrenel with a quilt. Amazing. That I painstakingly stitched by hand. That's all I got. It's very comforting, I'll add. It's a very soft quilt. Mm-hmm. Despite my best efforts. Top quality fabric. <laughs> Colorful. I kept wanting to use, like, wire. What about, uh, what about Lament? I was wondering, Azrenel, do you have something? I I did just think of something. Go for it. Actually, I think this is going to link up really well with what Sorel does. Mm -hmm. And if that's going to be last or second to last, maybe that should be last and I should be second to last. Cool. I think then with Sable and Azrenel huddled and Shine preoccupied, like, the the house is uh, under attack, and Sorrel, there's just so much chaos that's occurring around all of us. And I think Lament would take this opportunity as more of a self-sacrificing chance and leap out the window and use their body in any way possible to protect the house, to protect their family, to stop the assailants, because they don't possess the same magics that they used to. They spent their time haunting people, more or less, and weakened and still bolstered by the friendships that they've made. They want to do everything within their power to foolishly leap into danger. I feel like 
oh, I'm walking through the mall and I'm, like, toppling vases and, like, ruining tapestries was, like, the, like, weak sauce version of, like, what Lament was capable. But, like, this is the flashback to, like, F5 Lament of, Mm. like, truly motivated to, like, fuck shit up. So you're telling me I'm knocking over troops, slashing across my enemies, destroying those who stand before me? I have I have another suggestion that might be less satisfying. And feel free to say <laughs> no. We could see the inverted version of, of F5 Lament in that you're using all of this tremendous power to stop things from falling apart instead. Oh, uh, I really like that. It's the opposite of what they would want to do, but it's the thing that they would feel like they have to do. So I'm scrambling to deal to deal with the serious damages that are occurring to our home. I'm trying to keep things together with what little I have. And believe you me, I do not have a lot. Yeah, like I think you thought you didn't want it, like, but you, you are clearly doing it because you want it. It's just not the thing that you're used to wanting. Mm-hmm. Oof, lament. Lament. Please, please roll. Oh, yes. I was just like, this We're is just going to live right? in this moment. Yeah. This is fine. Needed, That's the game, We needed right? to pause to have feelings. It's fine. Feelings were had. Seven. <laughs> yes! yes! This is a seven. We barely scraped by, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, it hurts. <laughs> Look at the dice. I'm like, That's a six. What do I have? What do I have? One. <laughs> That's all we need. So, cool. so maybe lament is just you know like losing survivable pieces of themselves, but still like pieces of themselves yes. as they're oh yeah you know doing all this. Literally, barely keeping it together. Oh. For Azrael, they poke their head out from underneath the quilt and call out to asking them to to come to where they are. When I mean, you felt like the moment when Shine you know, like, got consumed by the black hole. And you knew that Sorol was nearby because you heard them scream. And they run in looking completely crazed, just tears running down their face. Azrenel reaches out with soft, earthy hands and, like, embraces your shoulders and holds your face and... We, we connect foreheads for a moment and they say this is what we've all come together for this is why we're here and this is why we're a family Shine needs your help and I know that you are the only one that can help him right now he doesn't have much time left and he needs you Please go. And love it. Ooh, ten. Uh, And with that, with what I said, that's four marks. Yeah. Mega success is the technical term. Mm -hmm. And that was inspiring you to be your best self. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think to say the least. So when you do the thing where you touch foreheads, there's like that like spark of connection. And Sorol gets just enough of like an insight into like through your connection of what Shine is experiencing. And so you give the speech and Sorol visibly has to like pull themselves together and they turn to Sable and they said, Give me a magic rope. Okay. It needs to be real long. Okay. What color? Like, are we talking like how many strands do you need? Is it braided? Is it I twisted? Don't, what I do don't, you want? I don't care. Strong, long, now. Okay. And Sable leaps out of the quilt and runs down the hall to, to, to where the, the magic ropes are kept. Um, it's the magic rope closet, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Yep. Um, yeah. And then. Obviously. Returns the, the isthmus of magic ropes, <laughs> and returns. She she's got like one loop of them across this way, and one loop across this way, and like two, like several sm- like slenderer loops on each arm, like just like 
wearing all of them yeah. and runs down the hallway carrying everything so that you have options because yeah. options are so important. Sorrel just grabs whatever is like the longest, like looks like it. Yeah. And that okay. and okay. directs you to like tie it under their armpits. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they're tossing, they toss the other end to Azrenel. And they said, I know Shine. That black hole is not going to eat the planet. I need you to hold on to this end and not let go. Whatever happens. I'll never let go. And they're like, okay, check the knots for me. And once that happens, they're like, can you, can you make me a hole in the wall? Azrenel yells, yeet. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going into the black hole. Uh, yes. And, and yeah, I'm not. Great. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm bringing him back. Uh, so this is absolutely me foolishly leaping into danger. I don't know how you could leap more foolishly. <laughs> I don't know. It would have been really foolish if you didn't have a magic rope. So I think you're doing it as smart as you can. Yeah, but jumping into a black oh, the... hole when you're not a wizard is generally pretty dumb. It was extremely foolish because they didn't even stop to consider what color the rope should be. Or whether it was braided. I know it was a stressful situation. A cotton rope, a hemp rope. But you really have to prioritize what matters most. Okay, so I have a super important question because I rolled a 14. (gasps) Oh, yes, yes. So what extremely dope way does Azrenel launch Sorrel, like, into the black hole? I think... Azrenel manifests a larger physical form outside of the the home globe, picks you up, and just throws you. Like a like a like a giant rock golem in the form of a person picks you up and throws you. Yeah, fastball like special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is amazing. All right. Baseball. Baseball. Bottom of, bottom of the ninth. <laughs> That's incredible. All right. So now is the point where we are going to pause extremely briefly to do some very minor bookkeeping. And then we're going to see how this ends. Math, 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 math. I know, right? RPGs. I thought there was no math in this game. Uh, There's very little math. We do need to count how many marks we have. I'm at six total for both acts. Five. Seven. Eight. Another five. All right. What's the total? (laughs) Oh God! Shit. We were supposed oh, to be I thought, adding. I thought someone was in. Ch- <laughs> no. Okay. I thought okay. that I thought there was an adult the in the room. The numbers happened so fast. Hold on. Hold on. Who's the on. Who's <laughs> the treasurer? I'm sorry. Cal- calculator. I don't want this roll. Thirty-one. Amazing. Did we do it? We we did it, friend. We did it. <gasps> the, we got the A plus mega happy ending. Yes. Yes. So yes. if this was a full <laughs> campaign, we would have gotten the like B plus ending. But because it's a one shot, it gets bumped up just because it's kind of unfair to be like. Yeah, we could have done more scenes. Yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah, here's how this is going to work. As a group, we're going to resolve the plot threads that have been themes in the story we've told so far. Because we did so well hitting marks, we're going to have the most agency. We're going to take turns choosing a plot thread to resolve by selecting a thread. And this is our ending montage in which that thread is resolved, as in the ending montage of a movie. So you can either do this by just saying what happens or using the prompts on the following page, whichever. If you look at the page that says threads, Mm -hmm. there's a chart. Everything gets resolved, so we're fine. And you resolve it the most. So some things you can choose to partially resolve or completely resolve, but we get everything. So really, it's just what moment you want to frame during this montage. And it's okay to choose a thread that's like not yours. If the wizard chooses not to resolve their thread, then you can do it. So threads may be chosen in any order, but you might wish to save resolving the declaration of love until after you have decided the outcome of the pact, the wizard, and the cursed, and... The declaration of love is just going to happen whenever we think it makes sense. I think because we're going in order of character sheet numbers, the easiest thing to resolve is the pact. And I kind of realized this as the action was happening, that Shine realizing that he loved Sorel, that fulfilled the pact, which is I need to take this broken heart and love. And if I can do that, then I've I've done it. So like the singularity was like kind of eclipsing as like eclipsed him as he managed to 
fulfill the pact. Awesome. So I, I, I think the other half of this, I know that it's Shine resolving it, but Azrael, what does what does that moment of realizing that you're free from the pact look like? I guess it depends on what happens in the in the center of the current singularity. I mean, we can put a pin in it until after we resolve a few other things. If, yeah, let's, if, let's yeah, sorry, yeah, let, let's stuff. put a pin in it. I'm curious. Yeah, so, okay. See what everybody else does. Well, we're actually jumping over to you to choose. I know that's why. <laughs> yeah, just choose another random thing. I think that whatever happens in the center of the singularity releases, like, that is finally the the point where I realize that the pact, not only has the pact ended, but the pull of the black hole no longer weighs on me, and I feel strength returning to me completely. Like, the strength of the earth, the strength to not only protect the home, but stand up against this frightening situation and anyone who is left to stand against us. And I I would love to see the, the home not only rise in the form of like a giant earth golem, but to like stand and move between the singularity and the army, any army that still stands and intimidate them. Not not necessarily say I'm gonna stomp you, but if you move anymore, I'm gonna stomp you. So you just like flex on them. Yeah, I just flex on them like real hard, and like <laughs> it's big enough that the house is encapsulated in the chest of the golem. Mm. Oh, I love that. Right, right where the heart go. Yeah. Ooh. Fuck. Wonderful. Sorry, hang on. I unplugged my headphones. I do that all the time by accident. I flex too hard. <laughs> There we go. You punch the headphones off of their head. <laughs> I think that this this stops any remaining troops in their tracks and seeing that the singularity that was caused by the kingdom that the Hexarch represents gone. There's no longer any control that they have, nothing left that they could try to take from us. And they retreat. They, they leave us. So the enemy's grudge is negated. There's nothing left for them here, no reason to pursue us, and they leave. That's dope. Uh, all right, on to uh, the monster, I think, is number three. Yeah. So if I can pull from a couple of threads here, I think what first happens is after that war, after that battle, the effort that Lament had exerted had kind of pressed against those invisible shackles that had bound their magic. And those eventually dissolved amongst the explosion of magic that occurs around our home and reinvigorated with old powers, no longer having to live as their worst self their their long limbs begin to shrink, their torso grows smaller. And after some cracking and the maybe the bubbling sounds of bog water in the background, what eventually stands inside what remains of our home is a child not much taller than Sable. And they roll back their shoulders and get to work uh, repairing the house. Oh, I love it. That's great. Sable. This is great because this is a very, this is a parallel moment that happens. In the room where Sable had been under the quilt with Azrenel. And now that Azrenel is restored and renewed and has taken greater shape than ever before since the pact began, Sable stands up and like lifts off the quilt and she is now no longer a child. She is a young woman, like an, a, a growing adult young woman. Late teens, early 20s, she has evolved she's grown she is mentally stronger she's magically stronger you can just say pokemon style evolved okay yeah this is like she's yeah 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 we we had the yeah right um sable so i think what happens is she like gets up and she peeks out of the quilt to see that like things are stabilizing not perfect yet but stabilizing and when she throws the quilt back it becomes 
a coat that she's now wearing. <gasps> oh, yes! With, like, ruffled shoulders and, like, elegantly wrapped sleeves and, like, a billowing high-low hem. And it is the quilt still, but it is also now a coat. And her hair, which was kind of short and fly away previously, which... I think Shine was constantly trying to redo in different ways and like couldn't decide on what style to leave it in is now like long and full and voluptuous and like curled in places and like, yeah, voluminous and like combed over to one side and like this elegant, like fall of, of hair. And she sort of like dusts the coat off and goes to start rebuilding this wing of the house. And at some point, I think she and Lament run into each other and are like, Spider-Man meme. Spider-Man meme, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> and I think they work together to rebuild the house from the inside out. But I do want to also say, to throw it out there in case it gets missed, that I think Sable at some point we'll go out and make sure that any casualties are healed and like things get fixed that anybody who was caught in the crossfire or, you know, troops that were in the wrong place at the wrong time, following the wrong person, you know, anybody that's left over as they're retreating, anyone who might've been injured that she, she will go out and make sure that things get patched up. I love that. This is me resolving my curse, but also I think the declaration of love happens inside the black hole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's gotta. It's gotta, no, it's, right? It's gotta. We, it's gotta. So it's that total, like, anime thing where, you know, Shine is, like, kind of hanging suspended in darkness, and then there's just this, like, window of light that opens to the outside world, and Saral comes flying towards Shine with their arms outstretched, and just, it's not so much a tackle hug as like a i don't know <laughs> is it is it a parallel moment to when sable opened the door and knocked you yeah, into his arms yes be. it's the same like shot but with yeah. totally different costumes and totally different lighting yes mm-hmm. no that's perfect and they wrap their arms around you and bury their face in your chest and are sobbing and and they say i love you and you have to come back But I'm dead. This must be heaven. Saral <laughs> laughs and says, No, you're not. <laughs> and they. Are you sure? <laughs> Did you check? All I had to do was love, and then it was okay if I died. And I think that's, if, if it's okay, that's when they kiss you? <laughs> yes, of course it is. Of course it is. Did you check? And they, they, they put their hand on your face, and of course it's the hand that had the diamond powder on it. Mm-hmm. So when they pull their hand away, there's like the, hand, the, the shimmery handprint on your face. There's the, the pull on the rope as we start getting pulled out of the black hole. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Azrenel just kind of starts, you know, in their larger form, starts to pull the rope hand over hand, pulling you out of the singularity. Yeah. And when we get pulled out of the singularity, uh, the thing about a black hole is that nothing can escape it. Mm-hmm. Including my curse, baby. Ooh! Oh, yes! Oh, yes, I, I love that. 100% human when I get pulled out of the black hole. Yeah. Oh, yes. Hell yeah. That is so perfect. Back to you, wizard. <laughs> you, you, both, you both tumble out of the singularity and into a giant stone palm. (laughs) That has to be the wizard regains human form. Yep. Shine is just like kind of 
unsteadily moving around and like looks up at this giant golem that's his house and like can see leaning over the banister or whatever the grown form of his protege and this like this oh this young person who looks so familiar who's still wearing the clothes that shine made for them i think mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. of course they still fit of course yeah they're magic and then shine turns to sorel and goes you're certain this isn't heaven <laughs> he slaps yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah they just like flick your ear real hard Ow! Okay, I guess not. (laughs) I guess not. Then you love me? Even though it took me so long to figure everything out? So I'm smarter than you. (laughs) And then Shine bursts out in gigantic, ugly tears. Just a drippy, howling cry. It's so beautiful! <laughs> and he just buries his face in your chest. That's amazing. Does anybody have any last moments they want to throw out there? Because I feel like that's everything. No, I, th- I think Azrenel just, like, slowly tucks you both back to their chest and tucks you into the heart cavity that is now their home. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, I think that is a, a perfect place to go out on. Oh, oh you guys. Oh, <laughs> that is so beautiful and sad and wonderful and lovely and like mm-hmm. heck. As the credits roll... I do have a question that didn't fit in the the narrative of those scenes, and I didn't want to interrupt the flow. Yeah. At some point, I think Sable does ask Lament, do you still want to be called Lament, or do you have another name you'd like to be called? What is the opposite of Lamentation? Jubilation? You can call me Jubilee. Oh my god, I just had a fucking joy connection. (laughs) (laughs) Let me put on this garish yellow jacket and gigantic hoop earrings. Fireworks out of my hands. Here, let me pass you the hair gel. It's right here. (laughs) Oh my god. No, I I think Sable nods and says... You look wonderful, Jubilation. That was it, friends. Mm-hmm. That's like the mid-credits roll scene. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good post-credits scene. <laughs> oh my God! Thank you so much, uh, Ash, for sharing this game with us. Thank you for playing. I. This is wonderful. I had so many big feelings about things. Hmm. Yes. It just contains so much that, like. Just when you think you've got like a handle on it, something else comes up and you're like, oh no. Like I immediately want to play a a more robust campaign of it because I I want to see all those scenes that we missed out on. Oh yeah, the mini games. Oh man, so, so, so good. Having played two full length campaigns, it's probably about six sessions the the way y'all were playing it. <laughs> Listen, we can make it go longer. <laughs> we yeah. really could have. That is not a pejorative. That is also the way that I played it. <laughs> oh, it's so good when you play a full game. It's woof. It's it's real good. But this was also really good. Music for this episode was provided by Scott Buckley, used under a Creative Commons International 4.0 license. Tracks are This Too Shall Pass, Inbound, Machina, Air, Filaments, Reverie, The Summoning, and Absolution. 
This episode of One Shot was edited and sound designed by Tracy Barnett. You can find more of their work online, anywhere, at The Other Tracy. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back next week with a green hour. In the meantime, you should check out some of the other amazing gaming shows here on the One Shot Network. Like Character Creation Cast. Character Creation Cast is a discussion podcast where Amelia Antrim and Ryan Boatier create characters in multiple role-playing games with prominent guests from around the game's community. Each month, Character Creation Cast examines the character generation process in depth in a different game with new guests each series. They always take the time to reflect on the game, its design, and what guests have to say about it. Think of it as sitting in on a great session zero every week. As always, we end one shot with a call to action. And this week, I am bone tired, so I've pulled up fivecalls.org here and picked a random issue, and I would like all of you to call your representatives to support the Equality Act of 2021. The Equality Act is aimed at expanding protections at a national level for LGBTQ people. Way back when, when I first moved to Chicago, I was a canvasser for gay rights. And one of the big issues that we talked to people about on the streets was the fact that in 29 states, it is still legal to fire someone for being gay. I know when I talked to people about it back in 2010, that is a fact that shocked people. And it's something that is still incredibly shocking now, but absolutely true. And the only way we'll be able to change something like that is with national legislation. Now, the Equality Act has already passed through the House. All we have to do is get it through the Senate. Right now, the Senate is a little bit of a contentious place. Especially if you are in West Virginia, it would be helpful if you pressured your representatives to support this bill. Despite having the national political will to support queer people for an extremely long time, there hasn't really been an opportunity to get something like this passed. So I really think people should jump on this. If you'd like to call your representatives, the easiest way to do it is head to fivecalls.org. There, you can find issue summaries for issues like this one, along with contact information for your representatives and a script to read while you're on the phone to help you get your point across. Calling is quick, and it can make a huge difference on issues like this. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at gamemaster at oneshotpodcast.com. One Shot is a production of the One Shot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at paracosmpress.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.